Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Break Started Podcast. Today, we have Sean Filson, Zach Taylor. You know, that's our usual. That's our, mm-hmm. our two crew, our dynamic duo, our, I don't even know, but just put a two-person nickname for it. <laughs> two peas in a pod. Two peas in a pod. It's like two little Hershey kisses. It's like just the two of us. <laughs> That's Sean's new uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football name right now. So For now. For it's now. about to be changed to something with Waddle. because Just waddling to wins. That's, yeah. what, that's what it I was. I wish there was like a good name for like a burrow name. Right. I, n- I have seen some, but I won't say them on here. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, today, as you probably click the title of this podcast, we're going to be talking about some fantasy basketball. Absolutely. Actually, actually Dynasty Fantasy Basketball. Um, me and Sean have been kind of wanting to do this for a little bit. Um, and then we just kind of joined a fantasy football dynasty league recently. I roped Sean into it. Um, I think we're both having a good time in it so far. We haven't even played a single game yet. And we've already, I think we've already made over like 30 or 40 trades as a league, which is kind of cool. Um, and obviously less than that if you don't count during the draft, but, um, so we're going to kind of discuss like, honestly, this is going to be an open discussion between me and Sean talking about this because we want to do this. And we're kind of when we get some feedback from everyone listening. If we don't, whatever, it, we're probably going to get more out of this than anything. Um, but you're going to kind of get our, our thoughts as we go through this. I know I have some topics to go through that I kind of want to bounce off, Sean. Um, and we'll just kind of go from there. Um, so just to get us started in, on like a very broad topic, Sean, um, when we first started fantasy, playing fantasy basketball, um, we played head-to-head, ca- head-to-head category. Um, how do you feel about head-to-head category versus the point system we played last season? Um, so head-to-head category is pretty fun mm-hmm. because, I mean, you can basically... So one year, I know I had Westbrook and Drummond. Mm-hmm. And basically I said, screw free throw percentage, mm-hmm. but I'm going to win rebounding. I'm mm-hmm. going to win points. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win assists. Mm-hmm. All like... Trade three for one. And you and also try nine. and win turnover in that scenario as well. Yeah. So you have, I mean, you can also throw turnover really mm-hmm. just because it's Westbrook. But um, you have nine categories that. Well, you're trying to get the most turnovers. I'm pretty sure. Or is you're it You're trying to get the least. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. Um, it's been a minute since we played that. Yeah. So you, you're trying to win five. You're trying to win five to four, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the worst you can do to win. And you get three wins right there. You lose one. So all you need is two more wins. So it's like, okay, you can build your team pretty strategically to where it's like, you know, you could win five to four every week and mm-hmm. make the playoffs and be chilling because you'll have a positive record mm-hmm. no matter what. But you could also be like, okay, maybe I can bring my free throw percentage up by getting like, obviously you can't get Curry, but mm-hmm. maybe you get, I don't even know, like Damien. No, Malcolm Brogdon way late or yeah. something like that. You can get something where you get a, like a good shooter mm-hmm. on your team to bring it up. Yeah. But really you can just say, punt. all right, you can just punt no. those screw free throw percentage and mm-hmm. probably three point percentage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get, I'm going to win every other thing and win seven to two every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's how, why I like that one. How does that affect? So I'm pretty against it now that we've played the points. I'm kind of against it. I kind of like the concept of the head to head, which yeah. we still kind of get each week. Um, actually, I love the head to head. Because I I know there's ways where you can do it where like everyone just gets ranked every week and then you they, like and then head they to just head do... points or head to head. I like I like head to head points, which is what we did last season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now there is also like a way to set it up to where like everyone just goes against the league average and then you just do wins and losses based on that. I think that's a little I'm not I don't love that because if one person's tanking, it's bringing down an average for everyone. You know, you I mean, I guess theoretically there's still an average you're going against that everyone's going against, but um now do you So I think are you how do you feel about category for dynasty? Um I mean, it is a little harder because obviously we were doing it to where it was you redraft every single year. Mm-hmm. So you could be like, all right, I'm in position to get Westbrook and Drummond. This was obviously in like 14 yeah. whenever Drummond was like super good. I mean, he was rebounding. 30, he, was averaging like, 30, so he was averaging like 16 rebounds a game. And it's like, okay, I'm winning these easily. But when you go into Dynasty, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, can you – if you say you have your first round pick every single year. Okay. Now you're just like, you look at this 2022 draft. You're not going to, I mean, if you're doing good in these, you're mm-hmm. not going to get one of those top players. Right. So then you're looking at, can I get Mark Williams? Mm-hmm. And it's like, am I losing a lot of value just trying to stay on that same trajectory? Mm-hmm. Or can I be like, I'm going to, I'm going to just say Jalen Williams versus uh, Mark Williams. Yeah. So, do I go with the best player value who, versus yeah? What do you're I go hunting? Do I go with value or do I go with like do I go with overall value or do I go with specific team needs value? Mm. Like I could get a player that is really good, mm-hmm. but and is going to fit towards my game plan, mm-hmm. but also is like two or three tiers less, right? And I think it kind of comes down to like how strong your team is. Like if you're if you have the juggernaut in the team. Shoot, I'm taking Mark Williams, and I'm loving my category advantage, and I'm just going to keep building on it. Because if I get – I mean, if we do the weeks thing, you get what? There's 14 how – many, how many weeks do we have? No, we had almost 20 weeks. How many yeah, weeks basketball is season? season's longer. It's like 20. Okay, so like, I don't know, more than that. How many weeks do we play? It's um, October it, to March because the last like two or three weeks are playoffs. Six, four, twenty-five. We probably play like twenty weeks, give or take. Not kind of like all-star, et cetera, whatever. Twenty twenty-two, whatever. Even if you get like four starts out of Mark Williams in that kind of like scenario, he was probably worth it because he probably won you two weeks. We had twenty-one weeks, and then okay, we had perfect. playoffs. Perfect. So, um, so now going into that, I, you actually fed that in perfect to me. You know, this is, this is perfect podcasting right now. We're doing okay. So for draft picks, this is one of the other things I wanted to touch on with you. So. If you were to have – the way that I kind of see is like, okay, we have to have four rounds at least, right? Okay, four rounds, 12, 12 teams in the league. That's only 48 guys. Theoretically, like, you're going to draft every player that's going to be in the first round and over half the players in the second round. Therefore, like, there's going to be guys who get drafted that are then going to fall into free agency and or waiver wire after that. How do you feel about how to manage that? Like, I'm a little confused because, like, I don't even if think you would want four rounds, honestly. Well, but if you're a bad team, you have no reason to hold a guy like, um, I don't know, any any like bench player on the, the Pacers or any, you know what I mean? Like you don't have any reason to hold those guys that you were before when you could just get rid of everyone who isn't worth above like what, a third round pick in that scenario, a top 36 player, and just take the home run shot on just drafting the rest of the guys that didn't get drafted in the league or picking up the rest of the guys that didn't get drafted. Yeah. I mean, when you're looking at however many players we're going to have on a roster, mm-hmm. which you said, 
what it's going to be 20 yeah, overall. We can get to that. In a minute. I mean, when you're looking down your roster, you're going to have players that aren't going to be like starting level players, but you're not going to get down there to where you got like Georgios Kalidzakis yeah. for like the Thunder, where he plays the last four games of the season yeah. and might put up a good game, but you're not going to have those guys to drop. You're still going to have pretty good, like decent to good role players. I know, like, I'm just going to say, because most fans are not going to know, Trendon Watford for the mm-hmm. Portland Trailblazers. Like, he's somebody that, would you rather have him where he might get playing time on the Blazers next year because he's been there for a year or two? Mm-hmm. Would you rather have him, or would you rather have a rookie that's going to come in and, you know, he might just get a two-way spot. Right. So so, the, so these would be the bottom 12 if we did the four rounds. Would be Isaiah Mobley, probably no. Mateo Spagnola, maybe. Just for like a, you know, chance. Uh, Tyrese Martin, Carlo Mankovic, J.D. Davidson, maybe. Um, two forfeited picks in there. Obviously, they would have been two other people. Um, Yannick Nzosa, Guy Santos, Luke Travers, uh, Jabari Walker, and Hugo Basson. I wouldn't draft any of them. I, don't, I wouldn't either. But I'm just saying, like, we've seen players go – 50s that we had in 40 44 you know what i mean that's true but it's also i mean when you're getting to the bottom of the second round it's usually teams that already have or it's basically either going to be teams that have already had three or four picks in Mm -hmm. the draft or it's going to be a team that isn't going to play this guy Mm -hmm. i mean i don't even think like in this in this last draft like if we were to have already had Dynasty League and we were just doing four round mm-hmm. rookie draft, who in the second round would you have drafted to be like added onto your team? Say you, I just have it pulled up, so I'm yeah, just gonna say go you, through it. Say you had you were like sixth in the league, so you just barely missed the okay. playoffs and big mid guy. <laughs> yeah. So say you have that, okay. but you're like, okay, this this guy, I have all my picks from this draft. Mm-hmm. Who is the guy that you would draft in those last like set what would it be? You would have you said four rounds, so it would be what thirty-eight pick, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So when you're uh-huh. looking at it, who is someone around that that you would? So and you got to remember. So one thing with basketball is players will stay overseas. Like you mm-hmm. can get stashed. Mm-hmm. You can just straight send a second round pick to the G League. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to sign your second rounders, right? And, th- so, and there's going to be guys in this that I don't even think get drafted in a fantasy league. For example, like 39th Khalifa Diop probably doesn't get drafted. For fantasy I purposes. think I would trade my fourth round pick every single year. I think I would as well, but you also have to think like someone like okay, Nimhard was thirty one. That's a late third. But round. I would probably take him right like early. If I say I had the third pick every round, mm-hmm. I'm taking. I'm. I mean, Chet's probably not going to be on. I'm taking one of Chet, Jaden Ivey, Jabari, or Paolo, mm-hmm. and then second round, I'm taking like Jalen Williams AJ or Griffin, something like that. Mark Williams, somebody like that. that I think is going to produce. And then the next one, I'm taking like Nimhard, Tie Tie, something like that. If yeah, he's, if he's fun, I, I I know what you're saying. I'm just saying like, there's just too much variance. I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I, like I think doing three rounds is probably the best, just because in football, mm-hmm. like how because we we're already in a football league and mm-hmm. um, we're planning for that. So like in football, you have what five rounds, six rounds? I think you have like seven. Bro. Okay, there's so, like seven rounds. Yeah. But in, and, in fantasy, we only have three. And there's 52 players on a football roster, yeah. 53, something yeah. like that. But only basketball, four positions are viable. Yeah. yeah. Basketball, there's 15 players on a, on each team, right. then two two-way spots. Right. The biggest like 
playing roster you're going to get, maybe you get an 11 man rotation. Maybe. Yeah. And that 11th man is going to get maybe double digit minutes. Mm-hmm. Like he might sneak into it. Yeah. You have 240 minutes to allocate. You're really only looking at, like, I'm just, I'm looking at it from the OKC perspective yeah. because I was listening to an episode that they were laying out minutes mm-hmm. this morning. And it's like, Shay, Giddy are going to play 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. Chet's going to play 28, 29. That's 100 right there. Almost. Yeah. So you, yeah. you're already taking out 100 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's 140 to allocate through, I mean, Say you say you have a ten man rotation. That's 140 minutes to allocate through seven other players. 140, 240. There's 240 in all. 240. Okay. And we've already taken off 100 yeah. from yeah. three players. Yeah, yeah. So seven other players are mm-hmm. splitting 140 minutes. Yeah. So at the like, if you just average your, your it out, other starters that's 20 up, minutes each. And your other starters probably take up 17 at worst. So you're down to like 70 between what six players exactly so you're i mean you're not getting much value out of right. any second round guy which is i mean we're like kind of giving fantasy advice but also like telling each other hey we should just trade all of our fourth round picks because, yeah. and our third round picks because yeah. they are completely invaluable well, like, i'm, I'm actually gonna take a note of that because i actually I, I in my thought process was like okay well if we're gonna if every team that this was my other note just to build on that okay so theoretically uh, most teams won't be adding more than eight rookies per draft. I mean, even if you trade for a lot of picks, even let's say we went out of three rounds, right? So you have eight of 36. It's kind of a big jump right there, right? But eight is almost their entire bench. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like if you have eight in the first 36, I'm loving my team. I don't even care if like all eight were from 15 to 36. Like that's a pretty good hit rate from that. Yeah. But you also got to think about like, the Lakers at a rookie or mm-hmm. the war, the warriors added the seventh overall pick. Mm. He played like less than 15 minutes right. this, per game this past year. Right. So, I mean, even if you're getting that super high value, mm. you're like, say you take Jonathan Kaminga in a like dynasty draft. Mm. You're like, well, I mean this dude, especially after seeing it, yeah. you're like, well, dang, now do I punt this next year? Because like this guy was the biggest pickup I've had in the past year and a half two years mm-hmm. in this dynasty league and he's not even doing anything for me right like that's something you have to be like careful of and like, so now how would you balance out from the other thing would be do you think there could be like a surplus in good teams does that make sense so a scenario could there be too many good teams no is no, no. I, I just mean like is is there going to be more and, good teams than bad teams no I, I guess what i'm trying to like articulate is more of like how do you balance giving people enough draft picks while also having people roster enough people to where like they're like, bro, I don't want to draft Spagnola at 36. I'm just going to pick up Eric Bledsoe off the, off the waiver wire. You know what I mean? Like Eric Bledsoe to me feels like a win now points player that's worth way more if you're trying to win right now versus Spagnola on some tanking team's bench. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, obviously, the, obviously, I'm not looking for an answer for that. Well, I'm just okay. To, let me let me scroll through. How many players did we have on our teams last year? So, la- right. so I have it written down. So last year we had uh, ten teams, nine starters with five bench. So we had ninety players that a league were starting, and then in total we rostered 140. Okay, we rostered 140. Now, if you take kind of what you were saying, uh, 30 teams, five starters for every team, five let's just say bench players that are worth even a roster spot. So basically, like. That could be four guys who are winning on the Warriors that are worth 
minutes and then one that's young, or it could be like a, uh, another scenario like the Thunder where you have four guys come off the bench that are all valuable and one that can just score you points, okay? So that gives you 10 from every team. That's going to be 150 starters, 150 bench, so 300 total. Okay, so we were only playing or rostering half of that number, which definitely was too little. Like, I, I drafted Al Horford in the 14th round. That's just not enough. Obviously, redraft, but whatever. Um, now, going into – let's do, let's do roster since we brought it up. So, the setup that we were talking about, which – I'm, I kind of like, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. We've, we talked about it very kind of briefly, um, is 12 team, 12 starters. That gives you 144 starters, and then which gives you 144 out of the 150 starters in the whole league. Um, and then we have 12 bench, which gives you in total 288 rostered players out of that 300. Mm-hmm. Now, just numbers-wise, to me, that sounds like a good number. But – it's kind of hard to like visualize it when we're looking at ADPs. Like if I just run a 24 round uh, draft and then we're seeing guys like Eric Bledsoe, LaMarcus Aldridge, I guess LaMarcus, LaMarcus is a little different. I don't know why he's even on here. Um, like, okay. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, Hami, Aaron I don't even Wiggins. think Bledsoe's on a team. He's not. He's not. I, I'm just going, I'm just going through like the bottom. It's like, yeah. I mean, Blake Wesley's in the last round. I can understand that flyer. Um, let me go up two more rounds, I guess. Okay. I mean like, you know what I mean? I guess I could be right. I mean, like Zach Collins is a 22nd round. He probably nothing, but also like age wise, I could see it. Like Tim Hardaway is a 22nd round pick. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of guys like at the very end, like win now wise that I feel like are valuable, which I don't know how to balance that into the age. Um, It's, it's hard to think about because like, I'm look, I'm just looking at players that are like, available in our league that we had last year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could go get Colin Sexton off the scraps because yeah. I mean, yes, he was injured all of last year. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, but JD McDaniels, like a like productive player, Chris Boucher, who I think he's a free agent right now. Yeah. Like not on an actual, actual team. Mm-hmm. Like Poku was a free agent. Like the, yeah, the way to Either way, it's going to get dominated by people that have top tier talent. Like, if you have, yes, I'm, I'm just not going to talk about dynasty. If you have LeBron, KD, Joel Embiid, mm. you're going to beat almost every other team, right. no matter who the other guys on your team are. Right. Nobody can, like, to some when, extent. Yeah, but when I'm when I'm doing this, I don't care if I have, like, if I'm doing a trade. And somebody's like, okay, I want Trey Jones added onto this. He gone. So he gone. Just like say you're doing a Joel Embiid, like I'm trying to get Joel Embiid for um It's a bonus. Yeah. And it's like throw in Trey Jones. I don't care. He ain't playing. Mm-hmm. Like I throw in your fourth your third or fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Whatever. Like that in basketball, it's so much less dependent on Oh yeah, you have a good team. Okay, I don't care about that. I care about top end players. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm giving away my like strategy at this mm-hmm. point. But you know, I mean, even when you when you're like looking at the football side of things, like when I go to my league, it's like, yeah, it's nice to have, um, like, because you can only you can only play a certain amount of players. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can have people on the bench. So in those certain amount of players that are playing you would rather have a 20 point per game guy and a seven point per game guy mm-hmm. than two 12 point per game guys. 
because Certainly. you're right. getting 34 rather right. than 24 right out of and and that's kind of so that happens a lot and I was trying to compare it to football okay so if you were there there is an instance where like down tiering to where like a, a Joel Embiid to Sabonis and uh, give me someone better than Trey Jones I don't know um Stephen Adams okay Stephen Adams because he's a center sure yeah. um there there are there is a like a, a starting amount like a number of players you have to start number where that converges where you have to make that decision and now like in football, it's a little different because, like, okay, you got bye weeks you have to deal with. There, there's what like a seven week window in here where like you're gonna be missing some players and you get to throw someone in. Sure, does that hurt you? Of course. Does it is it gonna ruin your week? Maybe not. But in basketball, you could start your best twelve every week theoretically. Mm-hmm. But there's gonna be a roster starting amount, like how many raw players you have to start, where that does matter, and that's what I'm trying to find. Now, I don't, I don't know if it's the total number of players roster doesn't really matter to me. Technically it kind of does just so you can't just like, again, go pick up Eric Bledsoe or Reggie Jackson or someone like that. Right off the, right off the waiver wire. It does matter to some extent, but the starting number of starting players does matter because if you're training me Joel Embiid or I'm training you Joel Embiid and I get Sabonis and I know we keep, we keep using Sabonis. I'm sorry. And I, I get Sabonis and Brogdon. Okay. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to go pick up and or start someone off your bench, and if you don't have that replacement level, I won that. And I, I I'm kind of trying to find that number of starters to where we have to make that kind of decision. I mean, it it's a yes and no thing because, I mean, personally, you and I believe that we are smarter than a lot of people when it comes to fantasy, whether it's football, basketball. I mean, I'm not I don't even know football like. 95% of people in this world do. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like I can outsmart a lot of people just because I can give you like I can give you name value and get points back mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like, to, yeah. Yeah. So it's like even if I I'm just gonna make a so last year in the draft, obviously Josh Giddy's on the Thunder, so it makes me want to pick him up more. But I mean I drafted Josh Giddy in the last round. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes went yeah. in like the and, ninth and, and, round. And that something. right there is the too shallow ass. Yeah. It's too shallow. I mean, and, I, I traded like Randall and someone else for Zion Williamson. It was just the hammer. I wanted the hammer. We only we're only starting nine. It's that exact scenario. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, even with twelve, I think you can still find that type of like, oh yeah, I can still I would still rather have that top tier guy mm-hmm. than I would rather have like two because in this it's like Okay, here, here's here's an example that I think is actually kind of hard. Well, okay. give me give me a trade, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you which side I would. Okay, take. would you take Joel Embiid or Paolo and Ben, ben Simmons? Probably Joel Embiid. Really? Well, see, then it cut, then the age factor that's comes what I'm in, and it's like, but that that's different than what we have been talking about. Okay, like, would you go like let, just let, let's say, say it's like two or three players that have been in the league for a while? Okay, so are, both of our teams are trying to win. Okay. okay. I'm going to trade like you're trying to win this season both or us, the next. Yeah both, yeah. both of us are our win now teams. Okay. okay? I'm going to send you Joel Embiid and I get back trying to combine players. I get back uh, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. Got too close. That's, I mean, I'd take Booker and okay. Beal over that. Easy. Uh, Embiid or um, let's see. Would you rather have Embiid? Jalen Brown and Bradley Beal. 
I'd rather have Jalen Brown and Bradley Bill. Well, like see, they're, they're see, not far. See now, and and that's like I'd that's, rather have that's two fourth rounders for a first. You see, what I'm saying like theoretically, yeah. But in a, like if you're thinking about a rookie draft, that's completely different, right? Well, but, okay, look at look at these two. Would you rather have Cat or Bam and Westbrook? Mm. Both are both are starting centers. Probably, uh, or, I age wise, I'm a little. It, oh, we're both trying no, to win. You're both trying to win the next year. I mean, give me Bam and Westbrook, right there. I mean, okay, so Bam averaged like twenty points, mm-hmm. twenty fantasy points mm-hmm. last year. Cat averaged like thirty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is I mean, Westbrook really didn't average that great. It was probably yeah. like twenty. Yeah. So. I mean, just the like star power. Would mm. I rather have that guy that can go out and you know, Cat mm. won me like multiple yeah. weeks last yeah. year because he had 50, fifty-two 50 compared to oh yeah, Bam went out and had twenty-five and Westbrook had mm. twenty-five. Right, and but and that's two yeah. roster spots where you can or one like, extra roster spot. Well, yeah, you're you're taking up two, you're taking yeah. up one, and then you go to like say on your bench you have. Sadiq Bay. Yeah, you're gonna start someone down in like the 13 plus. Well, I I just scrolled. I picked yeah. up Sadiq Bay off of uh, free agents. Okay. So like, well yeah, then in, I just in, I'm not talking in, in the nine star. I know, I know, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like in that trade, I picked up. So I trade Westbrook and Bam yeah. for Cat, and then I pick up Sadiq Bay. Yeah. I win that trade every time. Right. And, and that's why I'm trying to Bay figure could out. give me 20 points. Right. And that and that's why I'm looking for that number where that is not a viable option. Like for example, in Dynasty right now, to to some extent, that is a, a an ex, an example. But if we had right now we have 10 starters. Okay. If we just start 14 people, I mean in basketball or on on in football. If uh-huh. you just start 14 players, like you're starting a guy who's probably averaging like six points. Six yeah. or seven. You know what I mean? So if I'm giving you someone where it's like I'm getting two 20-point scores and you get 136 and a six. You know what I mean? Like, And there's not even a 36 guy in that. So that, that's where I'm trying to figure out where it's like, okay, if I give you – Well, there's only two – like the quarterback's like the only 20-point position. Well, yeah, I, I understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So if I gave you Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, okay. See, football comes down to positions mm. – like way more than basketball would come into positions because in basketball, any position can be good in fantasy. Like Joel and Bede can be really good, but so can Luca, who is a point guard, two completely different mm-hmm. positions. LeBron could be the best player in fantasy for three weeks. Then it could be Jokic. Then it could be Luca. Then it could be Giannis. Then it could be Kawhi. That's five different positions. I just gave you mm. like in football quarterback is literally going to, you're a unless, quarterback unless is going to be Chris McCaffrey or Cup last season, yeah, or Alvin Kamara in that yeah. one game. But that's one week. If you average together three, three uh, Joe Burrow weeks compared to three mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara weeks, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is going to come out on top. Yeah, in basketball, you could do three Jokic weeks and then three LeBron weeks. They could equal the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, say it's the same exact thing mm-hmm. or same exact weeks. And it's just like football comes down to position way more than basketball ever will ever can. And that's right. Why so, so let so I kind of want to go into a different topic off of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in football, if you play in a, like a shallow redraft league, which is just like the ESPN format, whatever you, you start one QB. Okay. QB isn't as valuable because it's one of nine points. So it's, what is that? Like, 
less it's, it's less than 15 percent of your total scoring okay now when we throw in super flex and i can start two 22 point per game quarterbacks it's way more valuable okay so what do you think is that type of position where we need to bring up the value so that you can't so you can't just like skip on it does that make sense are we talking about in football or in in, in basketball like, do you think there's a position where we need to like bring that up in value or where we need to bring down a value on position like to I, me, I like, don't think it's position i think it's points earned per like stat okay so like if you bring down obviously it's super tricky to keep track of because if you bring down points harden is completely invaluable or i'm just gonna say like think of each season or each player that i say in their peak season mm -hmm. if you bring down points say you go from one one to one to half a point for each point score mm -hmm. then harden goes from 38 points just from points mm -hmm. to 19 yeah and then you take that and then Andre Drummond could be more valuable than him because Drummond could get 17 points, 19 rebounds, four mm -hmm. blocks, four yeah. blocks gets you eight points. And that's already, yeah. that's already half of what Harden's getting in points. Yeah. Then you add in those points. And so it, it does become tricky to where you have to like balance, like it should points be a little bit more than half, but they can't be too much where they're one. Mm -hmm. And you have to hit that like middle ground to where it's like, uh, that's probably like a good stopping point, but that's hard to come up with, especially mm -hmm. as like a league manager and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's why, um, the position or not position, uh, the, what, the one with nine mm -hmm. in it, the, what is that called? Starting. Huh? Nine? No, 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 no. Category. Uh, categories. Category. That's why categories is like good in some regards mm -hmm. because it's just so simple. Yeah. Because you don't have to like think about it, yeah. And you don't have to you don't have to go in and be like, oh, this should be half. Like this should be worth like one and a half mm. because it's just literally when Harding gets a steal and if Drummond gets a steal, then they're both the same. But it's mm. only counting towards that category, and it's not like, oh, well. Harding got a steal, but then he lost the ball, so it's a turnover. So he mm. loses half a point. Yeah, and one thing yeah. I'm one thing I might do is like, I so I can download a giant ass like database of all NBA player stats, and I might just set up to where like I, I I put in there like points, all this kind of stuff, right? And just figure out the most optimized way to have like the best players at the top, worst players at the bottom, whether that's like. I'm making it four points per point and then like some other modifications, but like it shouldn't it, the, the point scoring is so hard because it's like, I mean, dude, two points for like a steal and a block, like shouldn't be a lot, but it, it makes a player like door crazy viable when he might score like 11 points per game. You know what I mean? And when, and in categories, he's worth even more because you might just straight up win, Yeah, you know, steal uh, steals and blocks just from him. I don't know. Um, the last thing I want to touch on, and then uh, we can just kind of convince everyone to join our dynasty league when we make one, is um, positional scarcity. Um, now, obviously, we've touched on positions a little bit before, but this is a little bit more specific question with Giannis. Okay, being that he is, if we just look at the sleeper ADP for it, um, the only power forward 
quote unquote, um, to go in the first two rounds. Do you think that makes him more viable or does making players multi-positional make him somewhat less viable because it doesn't really matter that he's small forward because I can start five in that position, basically. I really don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. Like just because I mean, there's play Chet's on there is like power forward, small forward. I so it's like, I mean, obviously some are going to change, mm-hmm. but I mean, when you're, when you're scrolling through, then I know Jason Tatum, you click on him, small forward, power forward. Mm-hmm. And he's, like soon after that, mm-hmm. like Kate is small forward shooting guard. Weird, but mm-hmm. like that's what sleepers a little weird on that regard. But mm-hmm. like Joel Embiid, he's only center, so that's I mean that's good for you, and I mean good for whoever takes uh, Giannis. But like Cat, he's the he's the second rated center, but he's technically also the first power rated forward. power forward. Yeah. Also, has power forward designation. Um, and then you start going down a little bit, like Jaron Jackson, he's a center power forward. Um, there's, I mean, yes, what you're saying is correct. And Giannis is the only power forward, Mm -hmm. but Giannis is also power forward center. So now would you be open to not allowing any alternate positions to be played? I think I can change that to where it only lets their first option position be played to make it it a little bit harder. I think that's good and bad in some regards, just because like, obviously how we're seeing sleeper is Cade shouldn't be a small forward, should he? I mean, that's incorrect. Eh, probably point guard. I mean, probably point guard or shooting guard. Giddy's probably, I mean, do you think he's a two? I think you have to put Giddy as a one. Like one or, I think he's either a one or three, not a two. Um, Like Chet, Chet's not a power forward, small forward. Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing center. Right. Um, They have Shangun as a center as well. And like, I, I don't know. Uh, I, like some of these players I, are. I'm correct. just saying I can make that change. Yeah, some of these players are correct in like what positioning they are, and like Maxi, he's a shooting. Okay, I'll go back. Um, who did I see? Mobley and Jared Allen. Should they both be centers? Like technically, Mobley is. Yeah, Mobley both is of them forward. cannot be center. Yeah, I'm probably with Mobley as power forward. Like if you can shoot, that would take a long time. But like Cat and Rudy Gobert, they're both going to be starting. They both can't be centers like one of them is technically a power forward right you know like my with designation i don't even think i'd care about that i would i would rather have the designation be correct than force giddy into the two spot because dort plays three well giddy is the two i know I, i'd rather not have giddy be forced in the two spot than. so would you rather be able to go in there and choose what position they are i think i can't do that i mean technically Sadly. you could screw a lot of stuff up but yeah i mean you and I can decide whether, oh, do we want Cat to be a center or do we want Rudy Gobert to be the center? Obviously, center is going to be Rudy Gobert and Cat's going to be the power forward. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Evan Mobley is going to be the power forward. Mm-hmm. Whoever's more of a center center is going to be that. Right. But, um, yeah, that's that's something that I don't really like. I mean, yes, I think they should be more position locked, not like Tyreek Evans a few years ago. Point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's glitchy, cool to see. Glitchy. But, um, I think, I, and but now you also have to take into account that we have guard and forward positions, which allowed guard allows point guard and shooting guard. Forward allows small forward and power forward. So yeah, but someone, some people are shooting guard, small forward, like right, which like means a, they can play all four. Chris Middleton, right, which is well, they can an over yeah. like. Do you value that more? 
Now that he can play, he he could. Chris Munson playing four. He theoretically can play. Like, he can play what ten? He can play ten of your roster positions. Ten of your twelve. If we do how we're talking about. Well, no. He can play ten. He can't be in the point guard. Oh, slot, I guess. Though. I guess. Sorry. He sorry. could be in six. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah, 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 shooting yeah, 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 yeah. guard. He shooting guard. Six. Shooting guard. Guard. He can be over half your in, in over half your lineup positions. Um. So yeah, he get that. That does make him more valuable. Yes. Specifically, like, specifically to certain people, yeah. Um, now, Giddy has shooting guard, small forward, power forward. Yeah, so I don't. I so mean, he going in the second round for you? That I mean, that he, does raise that's a lot people's value, especially if they're young and in a dynasty league. I mean, if you're, uh, what is LeBron? He's probably the person that can play literally any position. LeBron and, is power forward, center on sleeper, which doesn't make what? any sense to me. What? Yeah. There's there's somebody on here that's like point guard center or something. What is Poku? Luka? What's Poku? No, Luca's just point guard. That I mean, we're scrolling through and figuring stuff mm-hmm. out as time is I mean, as we're on this podcast, so it's it's a little choppy, but you know I mean we're chill I mean they got Matherin as point guard shooting guard small forward. Which kind of doesn't make sense to me, but um what is here? What, what what else do you have, Sean? Anything else you want to kind of touch on on this? I, know I do just want to. I want to hype up sleeper a little, or not sleeper, but dynasty. Yeah, hype up sleeper. Hype up sleeper. Sleeper no. can't put anyone in the correct position unless your name is Luca. Unless you're like a top tier player, you're you're a small forward if you're seven one. Imagine if Chet was just our small forward. <laughs> Please. Um, next year when we get, he better get like. I hope he gets like center small forward designation or something like that. That'd be, be crazy. Cool. Be kind of cool. Oh, okay. But basically the the reason I like Dynasty is because you can yes, you can choose to be a like older team and you can draft LeBron or Kevin Durant or Westbrook's not that good anymore, but like Curry, <laughs> Curry. You could draft one of those three and be like, "All right, I have a way better chance to win these next 2 years, but after that, like if I don't trade one of those guys, then I'm like stuck and I'm just going to lose them for nothing. But in dynasty, you can be like, okay, let me take Luca. And I have a top five player for the next 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I just get to follow his whole career because it's like, oh yeah, that's pretty sick. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, say you draft a guy that's a rookie this year, Chet, I'm just going to use it because it was my guy. He is literally my guy forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Say I draft Chet. Yes, obviously he's a Thunder player, so I'm already going to be following him his whole career. But that just gives me even more like incentive to follow him. And although it's that is a really risky pick, picking a rookie in the first or yeah. in the second round in yeah. a dynasty league. Um, One scenario that kind of builds up what you're saying is like Draymond and King of Murray went back to back in the eighty in ADP, which is like completely different spectrums of that. Draymond can give you a triple double very easily without points, and King of Murray. Is how old? Twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. Older, older for a a rookie, but still like, I mean, dude, he could very easily play another ten years in the league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very easily. And it's, I I think of it kind of like sports cards, where in sports cards, a lot of it is okay. Yeah, if you can find a good deal and flip the card right now, then do it. But you can also get a young guy or get like a rookie 
and be like, okay, I'm betting on him to become an all-star in a couple of years. That's what I did with Darius Garland. Like mm-hmm. I got a bunch of his cards, his rookie year. Yes, they were expensive. Like, I mean, they're a lot more expensive now, but I mean, you got to buy expensive things to get expensive things. And I mean, you can buy, I'm just going to use Garland. You could have bought Garland. You bought 10 cards at $10 each back then. And now that say they're $40. Mm-hmm. And so you just went from a hundred dollar set to a $400 set right there. And basically you're only probably only going to pay $50 to get into a dynasty league unless it's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, we're a thousand dollar basket dynasty, whatever basketball, football league. That's really only football that you mm-hmm. paid like a yeah. ton of money. But, uh, so you pay $50 and you just like, I am betting on Josh Giddy to become a superstar. Mm-hmm. I'm betting on Shaden Sharp or Jeremy Sohan to become a superstar in these next coming years. And it's just like a cheaper way to, you know, like follow their career and be like, obviously for Zach and I, where we like follow the draft and we like do draft coverage for you guys and do all that kind of stuff. It's like, kind of a way to bet on what we think. And it's like, if you think Chet's the best player, put him on your team. Yeah. If you think Chet's the best player and you have the number one pick in like the, say it's the second year of a dynasty league and you're like, all right, I think Chet's better than Paolo. I think he's better than Jabari. And you take him number one, you know, Paolo could be better. And you just, I mean, you probably don't feel like you lost if Chet Mm -hmm. ends up being good. But I mean, if Paolo is a better player, you're like, well, dang! Now I now I know what GMs feel like and betting completely and it, wrong. Yeah, and it just it gives you a thing to a cheap way to bet. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I think you kind of need to throw in there, which I I kind of feel like I kind of swung you on this when I was playing, or or an aspect of it with a lot of people when I was trying to create the dynasty football league was you can make a trade in a redraft league where it's everyone's trying to win at the end of the season. We all have one goal. If we're trying to make a trade. I think I'm making a better move than you, or I think I can get more value out of it than you can. Plain and simple. We have one goal, and there's a time limit on it. For Dynasty, there's no time limit. So we could be making trades where I'm trading you Anthony Edwards, and I'm getting players who I think are going to win me a league this season. And it, and both of us think we won. You know what I mean? It allows like more arbitrage in there where like you could build your team to where you're taking Chet, Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, and all the guys from last year's draft. And you're basically betting that three years from now, two years from now, you have, you know, 10 of the top 25 picks in the whole league if, if you were to redraft right then. In yeah. another scenario, you could have it to where you pick all older guys and you're like, well, I don't know why you guys are taking old people. I'm about to win this season. Mm-hmm. You can have completely different uh, concepts or plans to go into the draft, and but everyone still feels like they won. I mean, it's kind of like what the Thunder did with, like, their team, where it's like, okay, Westbrook, PG, and Melo should be able to win us like mm-hmm. something you should be able to get to like the conference finals, which I mean, even if you don't win a championship, it doesn't mean that you're not a great team. Mm-hmm. Like you can look back on a lot of teams and be like, Oh, they never won a title, but like the thunder, they never won a title, but they're really good. Um, But then it's like you trade PG and Westbrook and you get a bunch of picks and it's like, okay, we, we probably could win or say you probably could win this year. Like you have a you have a decent chance. You say you have a one in six chance, but would I rather have a one in six chance or trade my top tier guys and in like three years I have a one in four chance or a one in three mm-hmm. chance? And you're just bettering your odds. Like you can do it in one way. You could 
you could build away a team anyway in okay. dynasty, which makes it a lot cooler because yeah. yes, you do get to follow the players and the teams and everything. And you also will probably watch more games than you were going to watch without it. Yeah. Plain and simple. You're probably, I mean, watch you do that games. with fantasy as well. Well, yeah, I got a hundred percent, hundred percent for me with football. I definitely have watched more games because of fantasy than I would have without it. And so with basketball, most of the people who we talk to about basketball don't watch that many games. They probably watch their team at the most. And then you might, you might throw on like the Thursday night game, the Monday night game, whatever, but you're not going to like throw on a Sacramento Kings, Indiana Pacers game in the middle of January. No chance. Now, if you got, you know, four players in that game for some reason, yeah, you're going to throw that on. So you have like De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray, and then like Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, that's kind of funny that you chose the Kings and Pacers because of that trade. But I mean, what I'm going to say is just imagine that you're playing like say back in like 2012 was your first year. And then the next year you like take Giannis in the second or third round. And you're like, I, this is like the only player that was taken in the top 15 Mm. that like, I even want to pick, like say he's the only player left out of the top, like 25 players. And you're just like, whatever. And then like three years later, you're just like dominating your fantasy Mm. league because Mm. you already had Kevin Durant. He was just injured. And then now you have Giannis and Kevin Durant, and then you have like a whole stack team. Mm. Like imagine if that happens with like a Shaden Sharp or mm-hmm. Jeremy Sohan or I mean Trey Man, Alperin Shingun. Like imagine if one of those like mid guys just turns into a star, <laughs> and you're just like, holy crap! I accidentally like not accidentally yeah. because you're gonna do research on it, but it's like I just I got a superstar and I didn't even have to do much for it. Yeah. Like it's not like oh, I had the first round pick and I picked Luca. And oh yeah, I just like, I know I'm trying to draft a superstar mm-hmm. here. But it's like, okay, you know, maybe he's going to contribute a little bit for me. And then he comes out and he's like a 25 fantasy point per game guy. And you're just like, all right, bet. Now I have a new like favorite player. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I'm sure I'm going to be with Waddle. Mm-hmm. Fantasy football. Heck but yeah. yeah, like I'm super excited, super stoked for Dynasty basketball too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to be Dynasty basketball and football, and then probably baseball and golf. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, I'm drafting Tiger Woods' son immediately. <laughs> first, overall. I don't even care. I'll trade everything for him. Oh, did you see Bronny James got his first D1 offer recently? Who? Oh, Bronny. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, oh, from Duquesne. It? Yeah, I was like, at first when I saw it, I was like, oh. Because <laughs> I, I think I heard it. I heard it on the radio for like Duke. some random. Some, I don't even know why I had the radio on, but yeah, I heard that. Um, one thing I will say to close it out, if you're even still listening to this and you, you obviously care about joining our league, um, if we do the same uh, winning uh, payout model that we have for all the other leagues, getting first will pay you eight seasons worth of buy-ins. Just think about that. And you get that money back for that season, right? It's no, no, 450, it, it, right? No, you get, you, so for example, if we did a $50 buy-in, you would get 400. Mm. So you get eight total seasons of it. And then if you get, th- if you get second, you get three times. So three seasons worth of buy-ins. And then if you get third, you get your money back for that season. So just to keep that in mind, you need to be top three of 12, which is, I feel like it's pretty doable. You got a 25% chance to be in that. Just straight up. I mean, you know, you got worse odds than that betting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. But if you want to join, DM Zachary or text us or do something. Um, Dad, basically this is towards you. If yeah, you, you end up deciding to. you yeah, want you to. you kind of have to. Um, I know you. He played fantasy with us one or two years. I think he did. before. I think he I know he played one year. I'm about to trade him Blake Griffin for everything. 
Blake Griffin, Jeremy Grant, and Doug McDermott. Those are the guys you got to draft if you want something good out of my dad. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for this episode, training video, whatever you want to call it. Brainstorming for... session. Yeah. But we love you, and we're out. Later. <laughs>